From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 446, and today's show is brought to you by Pen Chalet. My name is Mike Hurley. I am joined by Brad Dowdy. Brad said before we started today that this was going to be the best episode ever, so let's see how that holds up. Hi, Brad. <laughs> hey, Mike. I, I'm pretty excited about today's episode. Um, I'm going to go on record. Yeah, best episode ever incoming. Wow. Um, I, I don't know why. I'm just in a good mood for a change, and there's actually some interesting topics that we've talked about ad nauseum, but we will continue to uh, uh, you know, go down the path of repeating ourselves in oh, a really awesome kind of you way. You just summed up the entire show. <laughs> <laughs> so did I win? Is it the best show ever now? I think so. You, you know, that's it, right? Like, There's some topics that are esoteric, and we're going to keep talking about them over and over again. <laughs> It's, it's our it's our move. That's, that's our go to move. Well, like I, as excited I am as I am for this episode, I do have a, a little bit of uh, follow up from last week's episode that I okay. need to I need to correct the record. I got the nicest email from my friend Stacy, who I recommended as a Schaefer restorer for one of our STPA questions. Right, so a vintage fountain pen, a very specific fountain pen restorer, and Stacy emailed me. He was like, oh, I was blown away by the nice comments. Thank you so much. I love what I do. And I no longer do this. So <laughs> I um, do not <laughs> send Stacy your, your repair requests for Schaefer pens uh, because he is no longer taking outside work. So that is my bad. Sorry uh, about your inbox and your Instagram messages, Stacy. My apologies. So hopefully people don't end the show last week. And never listen to the following episode um, because they will continue to email him for repair work. Can I just say how Mm. weird that would be (laughs) if you were the type of person that needed vintage Schaefer repair Mm -hmm. and you heard that episode and then Mm -hmm. you were like, I'm done now. I don't need the show anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That would be quite peculiar. We're never going to hear from that person. We're never going to know. No. I mean, but. I mean, they waited 445 episodes for that bit of information. Right. They've just been tuning in every single week, hoping mm-hmm. that now would be the time that they would finally get the answer. Right. 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 Okay. Right. So, in the event you do need a Schaefer repair, or more specifically, a general pin repair, there are a bunch of people that I want to link in the show notes. So, if people hear this in future for vintage pin repairs, these are all people I know. Um, that have I've spent years with at pin shows. So you have uh, Martin's Pins, and you have Ink Pin, and you have Ron Zorn, and you have Indie Pin Dance, all of whom um, you know are well represented at pin shows. You take your pins to repair, but they all take uh, online work. So uh, I want to put all these uh, links in the show notes if you do happen to listen to this episode. Um, and didn't quit after 4.45. These are some great uh, repair people you can get your vintage pins repaired at. So there you go. Anything else happened this week? So there was a... All right, we're going to talk about Retro 51 again. So they... (laughs) The new owners have seemingly taken some level of control over the company um, and have posted a blog post onto the same blog that we spoke about last week, uh, the Retro 51 blog, where they kind of uh, spoke about the the way forward. We have a blog post called Retro 2.0. And the blog post I will read. 
yes. to the worldwide fans of Retro 51 and beyond. In early 2020, George Kartosotis, is that how you say George's surname? I've never actually known George's surname. I just always know him as George from Retro 51. Yeah. Kartosotis yeah. announced that, that after right. 30 years, he and the Retro 51 brand would be retiring. How could we let Retro end? The answer is we couldn't. We are now under new ownership with the same outstanding team members. We're thrilled to announce that Richard, our lead designer for 20 years, is staying with us. You will also still be hearing from Dan in sales as well as our frontline customer service experts. Thank you for de- to the team for the dedication throughout the unknowns of 2020. Additionally, George and Vicky will stick around a little longer to share their 30 years experience of insights. We would like to take this opportunity to sincerely thank George for working with us and helping us put this team together. We're honored to be the new custodians of Retro 51. There will be more details to come, but rest assured we are 100% committed to continuing the high level of quality, unique designs, and exceptional customer service everyone has come to expect and love about Retro 51 products. We are fans, collectors, and yes, we walk among you. We can't wait to get popping. Adam, Jeff, and Joe. <laughs> I can't stand it. I just want to do, I want to do like Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike, or like every, like, you know, Every little like three name, mm-hmm. four name group I can think of right here at the end, because it, John the, Ringo, <laughs> yeah, the 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 post is fine. Like the post is fine, but here's what my expectations were: mm-hmm. that you say all that and say, give me a sentence that says, "Hey, we're also going to let you know who we are." You know, once once we get things, you know, we just started. We're going to dial things in for a few weeks, figure out, you know what's the game plan here? And then we're going to tell you a little bit about ourselves and why we bought this company. Like, is that, here's the question to you. I'm asking this question to you. Is that too much for me to ask? No, man. But we're also not, I mean, we're a big part of the retro 50 community, retro 51 business. Like I'm not saying this show, I'm saying this, the community of pen lovers, but there's also an outside, you know, group of people that love this brand too who know nothing about pen addict stuff right so i feel like they don't they don't care like but like we care and is that fair of me to say can i at least get a little bit of background of your thought process and why you decided to this adam jeff and joe decided to purchase this company you don't even have to tell me today you can tell me that hey we want to introduce ourselves we're going to do that you know in a month or two once we just kind of get you know our feet on the ground and, and the get everything running, frustrates me the most about this is they also put a post on Instagram, and people asked, "Who are these new owners?" And they keep right. saying like, "More info coming." I don't understand like this this step of like, "Here's our first names." Uh, bye. We'll tell you more later. Like, just don't do anything. Like, for for if there's some reason that you don't yet want to introduce yourselves to the community, don't take a half step. Like, right. Because if if you are part of the fan base of Retro 51, you know there has been a lot of questioning around the future of the company and who might own it. You must know that if you are a fan of this community because it's not just this show right mm-hmm. you can see it in the fact that the comments on the instagram posts wanting to know more the the the, the big fans of this company want to understand who these people are 
And because we've been built up to this point to be a part of the company. Yes. As cons- as customers of the company, we feel like we are a part of the company by the way the company you is have currently built. Not ownership, but you have the the looser term of ownership. Right. Like this right. is a very normal thing in small businesses that work online, right? Yeah. Including and I'm not like, saying we as we in the pin attic, I'm saying we as the pin community. Yeah, exactly. But it's like the 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 listeners of this show have a sense of ownership over the show too. Yes. Right? So right. Yes. there are decisions that we make keeping that in mind to make sure that we're doing right by our listenership. When ultimately me and you own this show and we can do whatever we want with it, but we choose right. not to. Right? We we make smart moves. This is a really weird one and it I thoroughly believe everything's on the up and up. Nothing's weird. Nothing weird is going on, 100%. and maybe there there's like some some eyes and T's to dot and cross, right? Right. But when but these kinds of things can't help but make people go, "What's going on here?" Mm-hmm. And and this is maybe not the best way <laughs> to start your relationship with a very engaged, obsessive (laughs) community. I won't go that far in that, like, you know, I'm I'm definitely on the benefit of the doubt train right now. And I know you are too. I know know you are. 100%. What I mean is you... you, But yes, we would have done things differently. And, but my... I'm also saying I I catch myself a lot now saying I would have done it differently. Who am I to say how to do it? Right. There's, those are two different things, right? Correct. So, you know, this is, I mess things up all the time, right? Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, everyone finds their own unique, weird and wonderful ways to mess things up. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, but this is, look, it's not terrible. I haven't done anything bad. Gosh, no. They're just getting started. They just haven't, I believe, started this off <laughs> the best way that it could have been. Um, yeah. So and they don't have to answer it. It's just say, hey, no. we know you're interested. We're going to tell you soon. Yeah. Like they didn't even, like there wasn't even a sentence of that. So let's let's kick the can down the road a little bit. I was not going to email Retro yesterday when this news came out. I was just like, you know what? I, I see what's happening, right? If they wanted to say what's going on and who they are and all that stuff. They would have said it by now. I'm not going to go bothering them. But then I just kept getting the question. And I was like, fine, I'm going to email Richard. <laughs> Richard's mm-hmm. my good friend over there um, who was mentioned in the post. Um, and I was like, okay, give me something. And he copied me in with Adam. And eventually, you know, Adam and I went, you know, exchanged a few emails and copied me in with the whole right. new team. So we're going to get Adam on. Great. And he told me basically what I said before. They're going to take some time, get all their ducks in a row, give them a few weeks, and then we can talk. And yeah. then we'll, and then he'd be happy to come on the show at a later date. You know, first I'd like to, like, hey, let's just talk and, you know, give me some background here that, you know, maybe I can help explain. And then we'll get you on the show. So, um, I, like, I have talked to Adam. You and know, we want to get them on the show to talk to them, but also to help, right? Like, they, we're not looking to do a hit piece here. 
We no. want to help introduce these people to the community maybe more than they have been previously. I don't know. Or mm-hmm. when we could hear the sentence, but, oh, I know that guy. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's like like with any, especially online business these days, you have to feel good about spending your dollars with the company because most of the time we're dealing with purchases where we don't have any like direct human interaction, right? Like we're not, especially in COVID times, we're not getting out and about. We don't see the brick and mortars. We don't get to support the mom and shops in person as much as we do online. So you want to feel like you have a relationship, um, especially with a company like Retro 51, where I think it's definitely a two-way street. Um, in the in the way the business is built and in the way they manage products, so um, we'll have a lot to ask Adam. I know that um, when he comes on, so uh, yeah, we'll. Uh, I, I've talked to them. You know, just we've exchanged a few emails. Very nice. Seem very cool. nice. Very anxious to like you know talk more. Yeah, but they just want uh, you know they want to get things going their way, and then uh, then they'll be ready. So I super um, agree with that. Uh, yeah, they may have just. I think they just jumped the gun a little bit. I should have waited a little, just a little bit longer until they were ready to, to really mm. go. Because, like, I wasn't expecting a blog post this week. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You know, I thought and we you know, were going to be a little while. Like I said, you don't have to say you don't have to say it. You just have to plan it, mm-hmm. and so you can say it later. You don't have to yes. say it today, but you can lay some groundwork. At you know, hey, in the next month or two, we're going to let you know, like who we are, what our plans are, where we came from, things like that. And no, we didn't get that today. Um, we got like when you sign it first name only with no allusion to the past or the future, it just makes everyone scratch their head. There's also, okay, this blog post is written really weirdly. <laughs> we are now under new ownership. What does mm-hmm. that mean? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, like, it's just strange. It's just, like, I don't again, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's like <laughs> maybe yes. that needed to be cleared up a little bit. Yeah, but I remain curious. Anyway, good good times. <laughs> I'm so glad we have this show. But there is some truly good happy news. My understanding is this week you were bringing fountain pens back into your life after a mm-hmm. hiatus. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know how that has been so far. It is so good. <laughs> uh, I'm yeah. so excited. Yeah, I love my handwriting <laughs> with when when it when it's good. Um, so I have a. I've, I'm still only inked up one pen, which I can't believe. That's probably going to change today or tomorrow because I've got some work to do um, with some other pens. Um, but I inked up my Montegrappa Mia Meteor Shower. That is a sh- fantastically beautiful looking pen. It really is. Yeah. And the nib, it's, it's stainless steel. Uh, Montegrappa switched over to Yovo a couple years ago. This is like one of the most awesome stainless steel out of the out of the box. Like I haven't touched this nib and it just writes exactly what I want, like a firm extra fine mm. steel nib to write. So that makes it even better. It's a comfortable pen for me. It looks cool. It writes awesome. I inked it up with Robert Oster Fire on Fire because it's got these little orange streaks running through the meteor shower. Yep. I, I like this pen just because I think it represents kind of Sweet spots, maybe not the right term, but it's a really good bang for the buck pen, right? It's an expensive pen, like it's mm-hmm. like low two hundred dollars. I think I don't have it pulled up two two okay. two twenty five two fifty. Like that is by no means 
an inexpensive pen, but like materials and fit and finish wise, like, yeah, it like meets the expectation of what I paid for it. And on top of that, it gives me joy and happiness to look at and use. And I'm, I'm really, really happy. So now the, it, it put a smile on my face and I, it, it's cool. And I want to get more fountain pens inked up and I'm trying to go slow, but I, once I start, once I get past one, it's like all bets are off. So I'm just trying to meter my usage right now at first. Um, I have some reviews coming up. So like I'll have to ink up these pens for reviews of pens Good. that I've been using and things like that. So I'm going to end up with, you know, six or eight ink pens up, you know, maybe by, by the time the weekend's out. I have some inks that I just got in. So, you know, all of that stuff, you know, just ramps up my fountain pen usage, which I'm totally happy about. I'm glad my handwriting um, doesn't really hurt my hand so much right it's like my hand gets tired when i write with a fountain pen you know more than it did before the 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 wrist break but you know i'm working on like strengthening it up and loosening it up now you know so that's that's where we're at in the process and i'm i'm happy to be back with fountain pens getting some like canalea vibes from this montegrappa totally so they have three colors of this one there's a blue one and then there's kind of a really, really pretty, like, kind of gold and yellow one. Like, that one oh, may, wow. may be the choice. That one's yeah. kind of special. The blue oh, one looks like a the, lot of blue streaky ones. It's only the the one that you have that gives me those vibes because it's volcano-y, like, right? And yes. They've done a and few. like, And it's the black, white, and orange yeah. color. Like, a couple of real striking Canalea materials are like that. But these other two are not. Spice but, Explosion. Uh, that, yeah, Spice Explosion. <laughs> the names are pretty funny. Great Spice names. Explosion looks i think spice explosion like that might be the the best looking one this is the best one for me like we always talk about that right like this one's for me the one that i think it might be the best looking overall might be the spice explosion mm-hmm. and the um the deep sea one is you know your standard blue striations and then they have some upgraded ones they have two limited edition ones which are like mega mega expensive they have you know gold nibs and different features like that right. Mine, the one i bought was so like the MSRP is 290 euros, but I think, you know, by the time I got, you know, the 20% off and whatever discounts and minus the VAT, it was like, it was less than 250, I'm pretty sure. Mm. So yeah, very happy with this pen. I, nice. I really like what Montegrappa has done over the past few years and I, I'm considering me a fan. Yeah, they're, they're, they are a company that seems to really be getting it um, and main and kind of like they're moving with the trends but they're also continuing to do their classic stuff where mm-hmm. previously they kind of just did most of the classic stuff um and so i think I, th- I think it's super cool like it's interesting to see them grow um and to, to yeah. maybe lean less on we want to be the pen on the executive's table yeah and i think they're an interesting story and we can get giuseppe on the the owner and and the the guy who runs it and talk about this because they compete against Mont Blanc on the high end, right? Like that's part of their brand and it's really, really good for that part of their business. But then they also have this business of people who are buying this pen who would never know anything about that high end business, right? Where Mont Blanc just seems way up here in the high end business. Um, Montegrappa is there too, but then they have this business down here that's just it's really dang good and how they, you know, adjust that in their creative 
on the creative front, right? How do they manage those two really, really different lineups is interesting to me. So maybe we'll effort that one day. Monte Grappa, Monte Grappa. Mm. One of my, just just one of my favorite things ever. Mm -hmm. That if you don't know, they made a pen called Monte Grappa. (laughs) It's just great. (laughs) And that was the actual turning point pen for me. Yeah. Um, That's when the Yovo nib started to become more universal in the lineup. Uh And it had a ratchet fill and it had a name that we could talk about. Yeah. It's great. All right, let's take a break and thank our friends over at Pen Chalet for the support of this show. They sell the best products that you're looking for from all of your favorite brands. Whether you want rollerballs or fountain pens, ballpoints or mechanical pencils, they've got them. Whether you in, look, if you're looking for accessories too, maybe you want ink, maybe you want converters or refills, maybe you're looking for a carrying case, not just the writing products, but also all the accessories too. So you can go to Pen Chalet and find exactly what you're looking for. And you keep going back, keep checking it because every two weeks, not only are they adding new products, they're also adding new discounts on their stuff as well. Pen Chalet do free shipping on orders of over $50 in the United States, and they also sell internationally with great shipping rates too, and I have found their shipping to be really speedy and reliable myself. Over in the UK, I've ordered from Pen Chalet multiple times, and one of the things that I love about them, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. They want you to be happy with their products. They offer high-quality pens at the best prices possible, and they want to make sure that you are a happy Pen Chalet customer so go to penchalet.com that's p-e-n-c-h-a-l-e-t.com and click the podcast link at the top of the website you want to enter the password pen addict and you will get your hands on some special offers and the code that you need to save 10 percent on anything at any time at penchalet so brad what is uh what's catching your eye this week so two things before we get to the deal which the topmost deal is definitely a deal They just uh, announced, I saw this morning, they're going to have some Robert Oster exclusive inks this month. Um, I don't know if they're up yet, but they're going to have three Pen Chalet Robert Oster exclusive inks, and they they look like they're going to be very pretty. They've also, it looks like they have some of the Sailor Cocktail series that was popular, you know, going into last year, where some of those were um, some neat sets of pens, and, you know, a lot. I think a lot of people got the sets and were able to break them up, so they have some of those available. And then... Mike, you click on the radio podcast button, mm-hmm. put in the code pen addict, mm-hmm. and you get to see the magic that is the Visconti Rem- Rembrandt special ops fountain pen. Okay. This one's been on my radar, not necessarily because I love the name of it <laughs> or, you know, necessarily need a special ops fountain pen. But what they did with this model is use a really non Visconti looking green. It's like a matte green and then all black hardware. And the price of this pen has dropped enough to where now I'm like, huh, that's pretty interesting because I've always been, I've always kind of had like a little fondness for how this pen looked, but I never really, really needed it. And then you scroll down further, Mike, interesting find in the list today, the Pilot Vanishing Point Ballpoint. So the interesting thing about these, it's it's the vanishing point you know and love, but with a ballpoint. Um, it's kind of tailor-made for it. I don't understand <laughs> I understand this <laughs> more. That? I understand this more 
than the little twisty knob, you know, three times the price vanishing point LS, which is, you know, that's a, that's a entire other podcast. We've mentioned it in passing before. So I kind of want one of those one day, maybe the ballpoint just to have. And then, oh my gosh. I'll say at the price that Ron has it, it's worth checking out. Mm -hmm. At its retail price, I wouldn't. Exactly. Like exactly. Yeah. That's what makes this page so cool. Like and it go it runs the gamut from, you know, less expensive pens. Like I've I've bragged about the pilot ageless, you know, being like in the you know, half the price, like in the twenty there's lots of pens in the twenty dollar range, and then you just keep scrolling and then you get this random, like really unique one off Leonardo memento zero and that's kind of like a special edition that is very expensive but it's also in here too for people who are into that so lots of cool things over at pen chalet lots of cool things coming up at pen chalet so definitely check out what they have going on so one last time p-e-n-c-h-a-l-e-t.com click the podcast link at the top of the website and enter the password pen addict our thanks to pen chalet for the support of this show and relay fm i want to talk about lamy Okay. A little bit. You know, we're, we're going to... All the greatest hits today, Mike, Yeah, is, is what's happening. So we got Retro 51. We got Lamy, which is one of my personal favorite brands. And, We've and, got Identify This Pen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've got Ron. Yep. And then and we we're going to talk about some weird sailor stuff. Yeah. Best you know, episode ever. Like best episode ever. So I'm I'm so happy. Except I have a little bit of sad news. Uh, right after I, I tell you how, how, how good of a mood... I am in uh, Mike Manfred Lamy has passed away at uh, the age of 84. Mm-hmm. Now, never heard of Manfred Lamy before nope. a couple days ago. Um, he has not been part of the business since 2006, but he started right. there in 1962. So, so I'm assuming, from... I mean, obviously part of the Lamy family. Mm-hmm. Um, so I assume inherited from. Yes, from oh, yeah, the, the, son founder of the founder son. Right. Yep. But since 1973, Manfred was the sole managing director. Wow. All the way until 2006. So right. big deal, right? Big deal guy like ran This the guy com- made like, the Lamy we He made have the today. company. Yeah. 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 Because like we only know the Lamy from like the 60s onwards, right? Yeah. And they weren't around that much longer before then. But like this, you know, Manfred Lamy was obviously core in mm-hmm. in getting Lamy to where it is today. So I just thought that was you know a new a news point to bring up. No, the the thing that struck me, which is different than what struck you, according to these notes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll do mine first. If I, you've probably read it by now, but they have their annu- their 2018 annual sales figure in here, and that number caught me off guard on the low side. Mm-hmm. So, do you know the number? Like, did you read it? Like, I, we can't yeah, play I a guessing it. game. Mm-hmm. What did you think about annual sales in 2018 of 118 million euros? I would not have expected that. In which direction? That's very high. You think it's high? See, I think yeah. it's low. Okay, interesting. All right. Because, like, you look at it, they're a big company, 380 employee company, you know, worldwide brand. 118 million euros. I mean, that's, a, that's, that's nothing to sneeze about, but I don't know. If I had just like a blind guess, I probably would have guessed like two or 300 million. I don't know why, but no, I don't know. I, I wouldn't have gone. I don't know what number I would have gotten to, but it wouldn't have been as high as 118 million. Okay, so then it's maybe it's in the money, right place. Man. 
I, it is, it is. And we're on different sides of it, which means, you know, it's not, uh, it's not something outrageous. Like I mm-hmm. think it is. Um, what you think is outrageous is, is a little bit different. What did you find interesting about this? Article, so, Mike? Article? I don't know what this website is. <laughs> Archive.com or whatever. That. Do you know what it, this website is? No, even? but finish, finish your statement and then I'll elaborate. So what I don't, I find really weird is the headline is Manfred Lamy, longtime boss of the Heidelberg writing instrument manufacturer, is dead. And then <laughs> the opening line of the article is the longtime boss of the writing instrument manufacturer, Lamy, Manfred Lamy, is dead. I find is dead to be really weird as a way to write mm-hmm. this. Like mm-hmm. I would say has died. Not like right. he's dead. Like it just I don't know, there's something like way too cold and final about that language mm-hmm. to me. Yep. So two things that caught me, right? So right. first thing I did is okay, when was this article written? Mm-hmm. Like did I miss something from a few years ago? And then number two, can I verify this somewhere else? Right. Right, because I thought this site might be sketchy. And I actually tried to find a better link, and it was just some other generic links. But Lamy actually, I actually went to Lamy's press room and and all that stuff. They did not have anything, but they did have something I think on Instagram that mentioned it. So I just left the link as is. But I thought this site was a little bit weird, and I tried to find something a little bit different, but there really wasn't that much. It's kind of something I could imagine you would say if it was many years into the future. Uh-huh. So like, yeah. yeah, on Lamy's Instagram, they say has died, right? Yeah. Because that's a bit more respectful, I think. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's dead. Yeah. Right? It's just like Rip. so such a weird way of saying it. I don't like it. <laughs> All right. That's that's enough uh, uh, Manfred Lamy news. Mm. Um, let's get into a, a, just a little tidbit of what's currently going on with the Safari. So my friend Frank at Fonta Plumo put out a tweet and he was a little bit, I don't want to say concerned, but he was like, you know, curious as a retailer, Lamy's changing the Safari box and you know, the Safari box on site, right? Like people who are into this thing can pick out and it's not just the Safari box. They use it for the all-star and a few other things, but that slotted dark gray charcoal Lamy box is very, very well known. Right. Wouldn't you say? I know. Yes. I mean, yeah, like you know it on site. Oh, yeah. that's a Lamy box, right? And yeah. like people, even the knockoffs knock off the box because it's so striking. And Lamy's going to do away with the box or at least charge more if you do want the box. And they're going to do a standard Lamy silver box sleeve. Like it'll be a tighter fitting, basically, you know, your standard sleeve type of box that the pins will go in. And from Frank's perspective, he thought it was, he didn't know how customers were going to take it, right? Would customers be upset that Mm. this classic box was going away and they were essentially getting air quotes an inferior box. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Lamy's position is like, you know, hey, we're going to do what we can to, you know, shrink our footprint, you know, which I, I, I find hilarious that we're packaging like super plasticky pens <laughs> in a smaller box now. And we're going to take the box is going to be the, <laughs> the thing we're going to uh, save on. But it's something, right? It's not nothing. It's something. And I think it's totally fine. Like Frank was worried that people were going to be upset. And I think he kind of got satisfied that people like, it's okay. Like people are not totally caring. Do you have any comments on the box change? 
I don't know who would care about Safari packaging. Like exactly. that it would bother them. Like what are you keeping it? Like what are you keeping it for? Like Yep. And and th- there's no reason you couldn't just keep the new box. Like it doesn't look as yep. nice, but like what are you doing with it? I mean, clearly yeah. it's a cost saving environmental measure. Yeah. Right? Less packaging, yeah. easier to move. It's a whole mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And they'll just flat pack these boxes. Um, it'll reduce on shipping as well, like less uh, volume in yeah. shipping. But I think it's funny, as great as the Lamy Safari box is, it's actually terrible once the pin's not in it. <laughs> when the pin's not in it, it's just like this wonky box that you can't really use for anything else. So why not just like get rid of it? Yeah, and if um, you squeeze it in the wrong way, you, you yeah, dent you it bend because it up it's got and... the like slits in it. Last Lamy topic for today i wanted to find this image when we talked about the og safaris being brought back the terracotta orange terracotta red excuse me and the uh, savannah green and i couldn't find the true packaging but someone on reddit uh posted the real packaging and the desktop displays that came with the safari yeah these are this is like they should come back with displays that's that they sell like the pins stand alone like so i wanted to, the reason why i wanted to bring this up is because i wanted it in the show notes yeah because it's an awesome image of what things used to be <laughs> of what things used to be back in the day and you can tell it's there's like a writing display like these are countertop displays so, so the top left and the bottom right image are packaging displays like if you bought the pin that's what you'd get and then the rest of it is like your desktop sales POS displays, um, which are awesome. Man, they're awesome. I would love to have some of that stuff. So anyway, I just wanted to revisit that previous topic so we could put this into the show notes because I was looking for this image that week and I couldn't find it. So it's it just really gets me going. I love those images. So there you go. Okay, it's made oh, a I'll, good point in the members Discord. Mm-hmm. Um that I am familiar with too. Like they said that they're only used to seeing the Safari in this kind of very different packaging, which is mm-hmm. it basically goes on one of those like I don't know what you'd call them. What is it? This it's, type of packaging where uh, you like a like a pegboard. Hole. Yeah, where you you have them all stacked up and you just take one off mm-hmm. the row, mm-hmm. kind of so it's you know clamshelly plastic. Yeah. But it's, it's a piece of cardboard with uh, a, a bubble pack on it, mm-hmm. and it comes with a little pouch and one refill in the pen. Like that's how I'm very, very used to seeing safaris. Like that's how they're sold in all the stationery stores here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never seen that pouch. Oh, okay. Um, I, I've seen different styles of packaging. I have not seen that hang-up packaging. Um, I've seen the box, is. but the only place I've ever seen that box with the slits in it, now I remember, is in the Lamy store in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Other than that, I'm very used to seeing them in this kind of blister packaging kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I lied about the last Lamy topic. It was just down a little bit further. The Tipo limited editions, I might have mentioned these before. I just want a quick mention on these. I'm in on both of these. I'm a Tipo fan. I'm actually surprised hmm. that this product keeps making the cut year in and year out because I don't think there's a lot of Tipo fans, but apparently there must be if they're putting special editions out for them. Um, I, it's It's a unique retractable low cost Lamy pen. Like normally they're about, I don't know how much these are going to be. They're normally like $12, $13. Uh, 
the interesting thing and why I like the Tipo so much is is because it is one of the few Lamy pins where you can swap a better refill into, hmm. right? So they still use the Lamy refill, but these fit Pilot G2 gels, which means mm. they fit Pilot Juice, which means I put 0.4 millimeter Pilot Juice refills into my Lamy Tipos and enjoy them. So is that these are the two on killer purpose colors. or by accident? By accident. Can... All right, okay. Com- complete accident. Right. I mean, Lama uses proprietary refills all mm-hmm. over the place. It just so happens that this one is designed to where it will fit other things just by how it's built without modification. Like, you don't have to hack the refills to get them in. So, it's great. So, we had uh, a bunch of people send this question in. I even put it in my notes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, because there there's a couple. So, uh, President Biden. Oh, I feel so good to say. Uh, President Biden uh, is at work and has been signing loads of papers. He's been signing all the executive orders. Executive orders are flying across the desk. They're all over the place, this thing. Stacks upon stacks on stacks. And so there's been a couple of images floating around that people have been asking for our help on. One is what is the pen that Biden uses to sign Mm -hmm. the executive orders in? You may have seen him in some pictures. And then two, there was an image posted to... Uh, the POTUS um, Twitter account and Instagram account that included a fountain pen with uh, Joe Biden's name on it. And people wanted to know what these pens were. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love this so much. Just that we, any t- it doesn't matter if it's the president, it could be anyone that uses a pen in public where it happens to be widely spread across you know TV or the internet. We always get... Um, messages and i love it like keep sending those always so the document signing pin i thought for sure it was the cross townsend which was you know the same size and shape of what it actually is which is the cross century two so cross confirmed that like a day or two after the inauguration evening where he first did that batch of executive orders he had a tray on his desk like a nice like a wooden look like a walnut tray held about a dozen pens and they were all the same pen because we've as we've said before he'll use one pen for one document and then someone in that room gets that pen and it's like a big deal mm-hmm. right so it's the cross century 2 which looks like the cross townsend but is narrower in diameter i liken it to the sailor 1911 Small versus the Sailor 1911 large. Like from a distance, they you say, oh, that's the shape of the Sailor 1911. But then there's like a smaller and like a larger. If you put them side by size, which we have a link in the show notes that someone sent me, um, they're close to identical. You know, maybe a couple little minor things, but basically one's a bigger version of the other. In this instance, the Townsend's the bigger one and the Cross Century 2 is the narrower one. But still, I think a pretty decent size pen looking at them on the desk. The fountain pen kind of blew up because they made this image of all the orders, like the names of the executive orders, and they had this blue background where they put a pen in on there to signify the signatures that President Biden had made, and it was this blue wood grain fountain pen with kind of silver accents and a silver nib, and the first thing I looked at was the nib on this and it's a super generic scroll. On I think nib. that this is just some stock art that they put his signature on the side of it. Totally my guess too. Yeah. And I don't even think know, it was blue. 
Right. So someone in Panatic Slack found like the mahogany version, you know, like on Alibaba mm-hmm. or something like a generic, basic, a basic generic fountain pen. They found kind of like the exact, looked like the exact model, but in like a mahogany red. I think the whole thing, yeah, I think it's photoshopped, right? The color mm-hmm. and, and all that. Um, so what we're saying really- is we're exposing the president now. <laughs> no, point. not even that. That, that. No, that's it's basically just clip art they threw in their Photoshop <laughs> and, col- and colored it to match the thing. So the fountain pen does not exist as far as we know, or if it does, it exists in a different uh, coloration yeah. than they they modified it. I have a question there. for you. Yeah, the Cross Pens Instagram account. Yeah, the image they posted. What mm-hmm. is going on with the tip of that pen? I can't tell in that image because it looks like a felt tip insert. Yeah. Right. But I've never seen that kind of insert. Well, so here's the question. Call it. They call it a rollerball. Well, maybe it's it's a rollerball to me and you, Brad. But the president gets a felt insert that cross make for him. Maybe. But even but, like some of the people, I recognize some of the names and the crosses pins, right. like four wheels, like comments on my uh, Instagram. It says, looks like a felt tip. And, you know. But the images of Biden signing documents, it does, it mm-hmm. looks like he's using a rollerball. Like if you zoom okay. in. Yeah. yeah. So they must make like a felt tip refill, just like Mont Blanc makes a fine liner refill. Yeah. For their big Mont Blanc pins, right? Yeah. So this is probably just, I bet it's a stock cross refill option. That we never see. Yeah. Just like the Mont Blanc fine liner. So it's probably just in the stock cross lineup that we just haven't seen. Mm-hmm. But it didn't look like he was using this, the felt tip. Right. To me. Right. So it's good stuff. Good stuff. Keep sending that. Um, but if you see President Biden at a desk for the next four years with a tray of pens, it's almost certainly not going to change from the cross century too. It's they, always they just, cross, right? It's always cross. I just thought it was the Townsend in the past, but it looks like it's the cross century too. But yeah, cross is one of the few um, American made brands that could deliver this type of pen. What do we have and they've to been do using to get decades. spoke on the desk <laughs> of the president? Well, for starters, we'd probably not have to have to not make our pens in China. That's, yeah, that's going to be. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. But then, you know, if we did that, if we made them in the U.S., then, you know, the, the White House could probably pay the price that we would have to charge for them. So <laughs> maybe it's something to look at. <laughs> I mean, if they pay, you know, like hundreds of dollars for a screw, we, we got some pins we could, we could, we'll do our, we'll set up something in the garage, set up our machines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, Mike, we haven't even gotten into Sailor yet. No. Nope. What is going on here? I don't. So, Adina told me a couple of days ago, she's like, you know, Choosing Keeping. Choosing Keeping is a store that we have uh, here mm-hmm. in London. It's closed right now, but their online store is still going. She said, they have all of the Sailor Ink Studio inks. And mm-hmm. I was like, no way. Because <laughs> I know how hard these are to get. So, mm-hmm. in case you're not familiar, or in case you just need a refresher, the Sailor Ink Studio inks, all of the Sailor inks that are named by a number, they're a three-digit number, and they are done so, because if I, if I remember rightly from the way this is explained to me, Sailor make lots of inks by request for lots of different companies, for lots of different promotional uses, as Sailor is known to make pens as well. They also make lots of inks. 
and they are mostly uh, catalogued by number, and the best ones also make it into Sailor Ink Studio, and they sell them, but they don't have names, they just have numbers, right? Yeah, it was essentially a, uh, uh, I don't want to call it, it, maybe, a traveling roadshow of their ink maker, mm-hmm. and these ended up being the pop, the most popular formulations from essentially people making inks. Yes, yes, you're right. So and similar to what you're saying, yes, I don't know that it was ones. necessarily store-related, but mm-hmm. it was basically, for lack of a better t- real name, Sailor Ink Lab type of stuff, right? People, these ended up being popular mixtures that weren't in their normal stock lineup. So they are selling 20 milliliter bottles at 15 pounds each. Mm-hmm. And they have, by and large, all of them. Yeah, so that started to happen l- early last year or late last year in the U.S. where they weren't available, no one can get them, you had to get them from Japan, and then all of a sudden distributors had them, and mm-hmm. then retailers could get them. So now you're finally getting them. So I yeah. think it's just a like a, a matriculation of accessibility. So the Hurley household made an order today. <laughs> this was spearheaded, not by me, uh, but... I figured if we were making an order, I would might as well throw a couple in there. So we have on the way, uh, I'm going to put in the link in the show notes also to uh, what, funnily enough, what I like, the Choosing Keeping also linked to uh, Mountain of Ink. Yeah, Kelly. So to Kelly's work of all the swatches, because uh, Adina was showing me this, and I thought it was really cool. Um, what Kelly does with these is groups them into similar color so you can, like with the swatching, so you can compare, which I think is really good. So there's individuals of every ink, but then also all of the greens, for example, uh, as are kind of uh, uh, bound together, and you could be able to see a swatch of all of them compared to each other, so you can choose your favorite of each color. So we have 141, which is a light blue on the way, 767, which is an emerald green, 460, which is a green, 970, which is an olive, 223, which is a gray. We wanted to get 123, but they're out of stock of that one. Yeah, that's that's the one. That's the popular one. Yeah. 731, which is a pink orange. 431, which is a hot pink. 437, which is a pink and plummy color. 770, which is a hot yellow. And 452, which is a muted violet. I really like the thumb on the scale of Adina in this list. Oh, because this is going to yeah. force you to try a bunch of new interesting inks. The greens, for and sure. I'm, She's I'm very green heavy. I'm here for it. And yeah, I'm so here for I'm it. Into, I'm into that. Also, the gray. It's funny. She wanted 123 yeah. wanted, and ordered 123. And then while we were recording, I got a message from Adina saying, choosing keeping cold. They're out of 123. <laughs> so <laughs> they're swapping it out for 223. Shocker. Yeah, that's, that's just going to happen. That's the one. Yeah. The stores have to order like two and three times of one twenty three than they do the the rest of them. Just because it's interesting. so interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm I'm interested to see what you think about some of these because this is not yeah. a normal thing for you to say. Hey, Brad, I tried some new inks today. Like mm-hmm. in the history of this podcast, that's probably happen. happened like a couple times. I'm very. Um, I've said this before. Like I add to my ink collection very slowly mm-hmm. because it's just how I use pens. Um, I don't really swap out inks very often. So I'm excited to add some different ones in here. There were a couple. I don't remember which ones now, but there are a couple in that list of ones that I was like, I looked through it. I was like, oh, I'd like to try this one and this one. 
Uh, I think the 141, the light blue, I was into because mm-hmm. cool. I don't really have a blue like that. And I like blue. I, I have a lot of pens that suit blue, and I only have like one or two blues. So, yeah, I'm excited Very about cool. it. Good deal. Maybe, you- maybe once they've arrived mm-hmm. and we've used them, rather than hearing what I have to say, uh, we can also hear what Adina has to say. Yes. All right. Yes. Book it. Book right. it. So, as interested as you are in those inks, are mm-hmm. you interested in the newly announced Sailor North America 2021 pen of the year, Mike? It's nice looking. Mm-hmm. I'm not like head over heels for it because it's sure. red. I don't really like. I don't really think so. It's a red pen with really nice sparkle in it. Yeah. Yeah, this is my this is my color of pen, not your color. Of pen. Yeah, red is not really my bag. I don't know why. Yeah, so I saw it. I was like, "Ah, oh, that looks pretty great." Is this the same as the um? What do they call it? Piccadilly Night um, from the cocktail series. I was like, I remember something about red sparkles. I went and looked it up. It's kind of the same red, but the red is solid translucent in the Piccadilly night and the cap is clear with sparkle. So it's really kind of different. Mm -hmm. Um, but it looks like it's the same tone of red, like a deep red. It's not like a burgundy or maroon, like it's a red, but it's really, really deep, I would say. So I was like, Hey, I like this pen. What's it called? Um, and that's an interesting question, Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, so on the Sailor Pen North America, we'll have a link in the show notes. The first Sailor North America exclusive fountain pen for 2021, aptly named the Sailor 1911 Pen of the Year 2021. Mm-hmm. The end. That's the I don't name of the pen. Understand what your issue is. The 2021 Pen of the Year is the Pen of the Year 2021. You know, like it's easy, right? Sailor 2021 Pen of the Year is the Pen of the Year 2021. I don't understand a few <laughs> things about this. So see if you can help me. I, highly unlikely. <laughs> the image on the Sailor Pen of North America Instagram page is mm-hmm. a tree. Mm. And it's changing seasons. Mm. Seems to be completely unrelated to the pen. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And it says at the bottom, 2021 pen of the year. Mm-hmm. So... I don't. What? I have a lot to say about this, but I don't even know what to say. So let's take the artwork. Artwork is awesome. It is done by my friend Rachel at artisanal.inc, who is right. also a Sailor Pen North America employee. Nice. Right? So you look a few pages back, a few images back in their you feed. There's a picture image. Yeah. How this goes with the pen, I don't know because this is a pen with no name. People in the comments are asking, like, what color is it? Like, trying to, like, say, okay, is this the 1911 pen of the year 21 cherry red? Mm. Like, can we, like, tag this somehow? How do we converse verbally about this pen? And they do not let you. Is there usually a pen of the year? That's the other thing. I have never they don't do seen this. this nomenclature before this year. There's always been North America exclusive editions for the past several years. 
now they're saying this is the pen of the year, which is new. Because like the thing I branding. find so funny is the pen is called Pen of the Year 2021, but they put the title of 2021 Pen of the Year mm. on the page. Why? <laughs> so this is I I I'm really bothered by the lack of naming of this pen. And Sailor Pen North America, as we've learned in the past, is responsible for the namings. They make the names. This came up with the 4 a.m. They made. Because is this they a chose the name Blossom Tree? No, that's not what a cherry. This looks. This is not a cherry blossom tree. Okay. I have those in my yard. This is not one. Okay. Um. It's going. It's going to do nothing but confuse people. And it's going to end up being called a color, and we're all going to go with the color, and that's going to be the name of the mm. pen. The only differenti- differentiation in this pen that's different than any other 1911 limited edition is they did put 2021 on the cap band. You know, nice. Be, yeah, it's fine. It's like, got it's a little cool. red band around it. Like, yes. I was, this is very nice. This is not one for me, but it's a very nice looking pen. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had issues with the effort of some of these, I think, in yes. recent times. This one, super great, but it's... Calling it Pen of the Year 2021 is also... It's, I mean, okay. But again, it's like it's not a thing so that you do. It's, but be be very clear when you say that. This is the 1911 Pen of the Year, which means there, at some point, will be a Pro Gear Pen of the Year. Huh. Well, and maybe they'll. I doubt they'll be a king of pen pen of the year, but that they're is just, they're just the, will the be. logic will tell you. But yes, that this is the first of its kind. So, yeah. But wait, Mike. There's more. There's more. These pens for this year will cost you thirty percent more than last year's and the previous year's limited editions. Hmm. So the street price for the nineteen eleven large will be. Three hundred ninety-two dollars, and last year was three hundred twelve. The nineteen eleven small will be two eighty. Last year was two twenty. I th- I think we're 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 crossing a threshold here. That's going to be problematic in the long term. I like this is a different buying decision for me. I will say right now, I am considering buying. The witch, the wicked witch pin, because I can get it for three twelve. And that's like one of the best looking ones that I don't have because it's at last year's pricing. The new pricing is about thirty percent more than the previous year and the years prior. That's a whew, that's a huge ask. Um especially on the small side. Right, the the nineteen eleven S is now two hundred and eighty dollars to get into. Do you remember when the Pro Gear Slims were like one hundred and forty bucks? <laughs> it's the same pen, yeah. like it is the same pen. That means the Pro Gear Slims are going to be this price too for the limited editions. These are the limited prices. This is not the stock. Like the stock prices are a few bucks cheaper, right? The like the black and silver and the black and gold. Yeah, well, that um, that is the expect you would expect. It's not necessarily that this might be for all we know. This particular model is a little bit more expensive than what will be a price increase. You know what I mean? Um, this, that goes back to the Retro 51 conversation in the beginning. Please explain why. Yeah. 
just, you don't have to tell me fat, like you don't have to open your books, but you can say this also increased by 30%. Here are our made up reasons. Like, um, you know, the world events have, you know, forced us into like raising prices. Things are more expensive now. Mm-hmm. At least you like admit to it instead of putting it in a font that you can't read on the page. Hmm. Um, the 1911 L is a great pen. I don't know that it's a $400 pen. So it's a lot. That is a lot. So. Quote that's the king of There is a, yeah, God, 900, uh, probably 950. I don't know. They're not doing, so this is just these two models. So unless it comes out later, um, that's a lot to take in for a single release <laughs> of a pen. There is so much going on with this pen that bugs me. Um, aside from just looking great, like I'm not, I'm even discounting the fact that it's a two tone gold nib with a silver trim pen. Like that's going to grate on my nerves to the last end. Like, why do you do that? Just make it the rhodium, rhodium nib, but the two tone nib's fine. But it's like, <laughs> there is so much going on with this product announcement that we love to talk about here on the pen act. And I'm glad we get to talk about our silly little, silly little pens and stationary world topics, because I think it's fun, like trying Mm. to understand what is going on with something like a new release from sailor. It's fun. I love it. I don't love the price of this pen though. That's too much. It is a lot. Was that the perfect episode? Um, no, I think it was pretty darn good though. You think it was? Mm -hmm. It was a classic. It was a classic. I'm, I'm one of those people, Mike, who will never say the thing is perfect. What one thing we didn't hit? Hmm. Some weird Kickstarter. That's the. (laughs) uh, That's what we're missing out on. Well, the people won't have to wait long for the weird Kickstarter. We'll do. We're gonna. We're booking that for episode four fifty. I'm gonna start making notes today. I was looking at things the other day, so we'll get our weird Kickstarter fix in a few episodes from now, and um. Yeah, that should be fun. That'll be the probably the best episode ever. Okay. If this one wasn't, we've got another mm. shot at it in, a, in like a month. So. Gotcha. We got we to we gotta have a one shot every week to make the best episode ever. Keep wow. working on it. All right. If you would like to find out more about the things we've talk, spoken about this episode, there's uh, lots of links. You can find them in your podcast app of choice or go to relay.fm slash pen addict slash 446 you find everything you need there if you want to find brad online go to penaddict.com knock.co twitch.tv slash pen addict and tuesdays and thursdays at 10 a.m eastern brad is on instagram he's pen addict there and he's also at dowdyism d-o-w-d-y-i-s-m on twitter i am i mike i-m-y-k-e and uh, we'll be back next time until then say goodbye brad goodbye brad <laughs>